Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to this latest episode of Let's Plan a Wedding. I'm Dave. And I'm Mandy. And today, we're going to be talking about family and uh, the traditional roles uh, that family plays uh, in the wedding and uh, how traditional we feel like being with some of those things. So we found in our research that there's some interesting roles in which a family is traditionally, I guess, supposed to play in a wedding. Some of which I didn't even know existed as a thing. Apparently we're supposed to have not one, but two engagement parties, uh, depending on which website you go by. Uh, there's the one thrown by the groom's parents and then the one thrown by the bride's parents, which no, just seems... No, I think seems, it's backwards. Well, I think the bride's parents go first, and that seems like a planning session to the engagement party, and then which your parents throw. Yeah, see, again, that that's just how confusing some of this was. Uh, We're actually having no engagement party. <laughs> Well, we we, we, we are having an engagement party. It's this thing called the wedding. Uh, we're sending out formal invitations. There, there'd be a nice meal and then a dance afterwards. It's a, a nice celebration of the fact that we got engaged to be married. And as a bonus, we're getting married at it. So. I actually, I've only ever been to one engagement party. Up until then, I really didn't know that that was honestly like a thing. Well, I, and... I suppose it, depending on how you do it, like, you could have an engagement party in lieu of uh, a bridal shower. I suppose, yeah. The engagement party, it seems, is more like a me and you event Mm -hmm. and possibly, like, getting future guests together. Well, then I think you could also do an engagement party... If you structured it right so that the engagement party is really just kind of a social get-together and not necessarily like a gift-giving thing. Because like the, the thing I'd worry about, if, we're, if, we, if we got engaged and we're going you know, strictly according to Hoyle here uh, for the, the, uh, the sheer number of parties that apparently we're supposed to have leading up to the wedding itself... We would wind up with, again, potentially two engagement parties, and then a bridal shower, and then the wedding. And depending on which website you read, like, all four of those are gift-giving occasions. And, like, that adds up for our guests. While you were reading these things off to me, I was picturing you reading them in, like, in... 1892 voice because some of these seem just so old and antiquated traditions to me like do they go back to yeah i don't yeah the the lists don't say and as we'll get into uh some of these websites that put stuff together for uh, wedding tradition and and support here are very poorly written uh and so i would also assume they're also poorly researched uh but like yeah no like just as laid out and again maybe i'm picturing the engagement the traditional engagement party as being more than it would be because like again if you said if, if we had said hey we're gonna do an engagement party 
and we're, we're going to get together somewhere like at a restaurant or, or a bar and people can come and, you know, we'll just socialize and, uh, you know, have some drinks. Now, that's sort sense. of like the one that I went to. Yeah. That Well, actually, that we went to. Yep. We both went to it. But um, it was in a bar, restaurant area. We got some food. We had some drinks. There were gifts, but not like... I mean, we're talking like a bottle of wine. Yeah. Or, you know, Small just something stuff. to say congratulations to you guys. And that that that's fine because, it, you know, that doesn't put a gift-giving burden on your guests. And it doesn't put then a... Uh, the cost of planning burden on us because like that's that's the flip side of it too is if you're going to do a, a essentially a bridal shower but you're going to call it an engagement party in addition to the bridal shower well that's another food tab we have to pick up uh, possibly a drink tab we have to pick up right that's more expense to us and then again, our guests would have to bring, and let, again, from what, you know, the, the websites I was reading, um, that seemed to be the thing is, oh, yes, you have your engagement party and you have party gate, you know, you rent out a, a, a space and you have people come and there's food and they all bring, you know, wedding-ish gifts it's like, okay, well, isn't that a bridal party? And you read down a little... And then there's the bridal shower. And it's like, well, how many gifts can we milk our guests for? Well, and too, I think it's said in the same site that the parent, my parents are obligated to pay for the first one. Your parents are obligated to pay for the second one. Yeah. So, I guess this is based on old-timey when we wouldn't have been paying for our own wedding. Yeah, well, and and I I think when when our wedding would have been more of a property exchange. I was in, I was just gonna say we wouldn't be paying for our wedding. You would have showed up like a nice, respectable man, probably with a goat or two. Mm. Oh no, my father. Your father the goat. provides me the goat. Right? He would seek you out as a fine, respectable mm. shoe cobbler or whatever it is you did shoe back cobbler. in the day. I mean, it's old time, baby. Yeah, yeah, but, like, you really think I would have been a shoe cop? Okay, a sword maker. Okay. I could what, see you what, being whatever, a sword maker. Whatever. But in any case, and then, basically, my father asks you to marry me in exchange for providing will, you... Will you please take my horrible daughter? In exchange, I will give you large tracts of land and a goat. And whatever is in my hope chest. Yes. So I think that's where a lot of these ideas sort of stemmed from. And that's based on my other research into why weddings are the way they are. Mm -hmm. So I think that the one, the version of the party we were just speaking of has become the more modernized sort of solution to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, we didn't really, like, honestly, until fairly recently I didn't really know engagement parties were a thing uh, I did not either. again my mind was yeah you know you, you get engaged and then you have a there's a bridal shower and then there's the wedding the engagement party is the wedding uh, but uh, yeah no so I guess you know you know depends on your preferences and and again I think it really depends on how you do it but 
like two full engagement parties plus a bridal shower plus a wedding that that seems like a lot i don't even want to go to those things yeah i that's a lot just for me to attend uh so i mean it may be a big shocker but we did cut out the engagement party yeah we're not we decided not to have that um there's a couple things that i think we looked at and went really yeah we're not doing that exactly uh and and honestly, like you know, we're gonna go through. I got a, I got a list here of the family responsibilities. Uh, at, you know, according to finger quotes tradition. Again, I have no idea where these guys got their traditions from. They don't cite sources, and they have a real. This website has a real problem with grammar and syntax. I was just gonna say they don't cite sources. They barely even use verbs sometimes. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, but, you know, I think it's, it's useful and, and honestly to, to everybody out there, I, I think you should probably do the same thing. And, and it's not to say that you should go with, you know, the stuff we decided we're not going to do or we're going to alter. That's for us. But I, I think the, the one universal thing that can be said is, yeah, take a look at the traditions, take a look at the, uh, typical roles of, of family, you know, in your wedding, and then decide if you want to do that or not. Oh, I would agree wholeheartedly. I think that the best thing to do is look through what traditionally happens and then decide, you know what, that's, maybe yeah. that's not for my dad or that's yeah. not for my mom. So, or, yeah, or again, yeah, my, my mom's not going to do that. Like, you know, it's just not one of the, the things she's going to do. Or, or, or she's not a, a, a able to do it. Right. And, um, and like, again, you can, it, it's your wedding, which means all of this, tra this, you know, centuries of tradition surrounding weddings, it's all a cafeteria for you. It's, it's a, a buffet line. You pick what you want and leave the rest. Or pick the things you like and then tailor it yeah. to your specific situation. You know, maybe you'd rather have a grandpa or an uncle walking down the aisle or yep. something to no, that nature. Nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, I would, I certainly, I, I don't think we've at any point really felt bound by uh, tradition. There are traditions we like, so we're going with them. And there are some we like that just aren't practical yeah. for the uh, way we're doing it. And then there's, you know, some that, you know, we just look at and go, nah, I don't feel like doing that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so... <clears throat> Looking, looking at this list here, got this from uh, the uh, Shutterfly website, and uh, it, I mean, criticisms aside, this is a very thorough list, at least as far as you know what else I found. Uh, so, uh, looking at the mother of the bride, so your mom, uh, her first duty is to act as the unofficial consultant to the bride and groom. Um, yeah, it's, uh, got here, uh, she's supposed to, uh, pick out and order the wedding stationery, uh, which we wound up doing. Well, I don't even, we, we got invite paper. I don't even know what wedding stationery is. I think it's the invite, I mean, I'd assume it's the invite paper. Uh, she's supposed to draft the wedding invitation wording, which that seems oddly specific well because wedding invitations are specifically supposed to be laid out in a certain way yeah but <clears throat> yeah but like 
if there's an overall rule for them, then why do we need the your mom to pick out the wording? I'm again, I don't know. Uh, apparently, she's supposed to keep records of acceptances and regrets, um, and compiling all the names to add to the master guest list, uh, as well as uh, coordinating details of the ceremony and reception. Um, I have little doubt your mom is entirely squared away enough to be capable of all those things and do them incredibly well, but it would have never occurred to me to be like, oh yeah, this whole inviting people and then uh, compiling their information, let's stick that on Mandy's mom. Like, that just seems to me like a bride and groom responsibility. I think my mom would have a very specific response to that. <laughs> Like I say, I mean, she's she's organized enough. I know she'd be good she at it. She could do it. But, like, I, it boggles my mind that that would be traditionally considered something for her to do. Like, and, and I guess maybe if you go, like, super old-timey, ultra-traditional, the idea would be that aside from showing up and getting married... The bride and groom really aren't supposed to do that much. Right. I probably haven't even met you yet. Mm. And I'm still waiting for my goat. But, uh, yeah, that seems like... That seems weird to me in the sense that, like... Since half the people uh, coming to this wedding, uh, the bride's mother probably does not know... Um, you know, that, that doesn't seem like a, a great, uh, point man to put on, you know, again, pushing out all the invites, compiling all the responses, and then starting to, like, arrange table settings off of, uh, that just seems to me like, it, it seems to me like that you and I, as the bride and groom, are far more qualified to do that in, in a much more sensible way. Well, right, because we, we know exactly... Who we want but again i don't know how this is a very traditional wedding that they're speaking of so you know it's a large we're trying to keep it smaller so you're talking like 250 300 people mm -hmm. at a full-size wedding and i think that again going back the bride and groom really didn't have that much say in who came to their wedding yeah, I suppose. I mean, if if we're talking super old timey, well, not even super old timey. I mean, I'm sure still present day, to like depending on how wealthy and what mm -hmm. a to do the wedding is. I mean, well, that that does go to um, then one of the other big responsibilities, not just of the your the bride's mom, but of the bride's parents is, and we've talked about this before. The the traditionally. Uh, the the bill for the wedding is entirely uh, or almost entirely on the bride's parents and and this is a tradition which uh, to, to my mind thankfully has been you know I've even read stuff online which says that this is a tradition which is very close to being dead uh, because you know it it's an increasingly large expense and, and weddings are, uh, I guess, increasingly being taken on by the bride and groom in this, uh, you know, less traditional, bo less traditional, 
but to me much more sensible uh, version of the the planning and coordination hierarchy in that again who better to plan our wedding than us oh absolutely and i think the trend itself is just going away because you see things like as parents do i want to put aside a fund for my daughter's wedding or do i want to put aside a fund for my daughter's college yeah and i'm, I'm sending her to college yeah people are getting married later in life mm-hmm. to where it's not i live at mom and dad's and i'm going to get married in six months mm. no it's we've lived together for three four years and now we're getting married so i think it's just a different overall modernization of the whole thing yeah and i think with with that big sea change of like, like I say, it's not an event planned for you, it's an pl- event planned by you. Right. A, a lot of these traditional roles uh, the have no validity in that world. Like, they, they really fall away quickly. Because, um, again, I you know, the traditional role for your parents, as, as the people who are traditionally paying for the wedding reception uh, is to act as the host and hostess of the reception. They are the overall uh, people who have have re- really, it's them who has invited everyone to this party right. in honor of their their daughter and then the, the guy that they're married. Uh, but like to me that just that seems weird and and very lopsided and like i kind of like that at least for our wedding the the clearly the host and hostess of our wedding reception is us and your both my parents and your parents are guests at our wedding right like that's our dynamic they probably have a little bit more inside information well, yeah, and, and they, they certainly have more input because we're both talking to, to them on a regular basis and stuff like that. But and so like, as far as acting as, like, liaisons between us and our guests, I mean, I'm sure that that'd be, they'd be perfectly capable of that because yeah. they'll know more information than the average guest. But aside from that, like, it's... But I, to, to me, the, the classier way of doing it is that, you know, again, that you and I are not guests at our own wedding, we are the hosts right. and, and our parents are essentially guests at our wedding and and just that you know kind of pyramid structure to my thinking works much better um so yeah so other responsibilities of the mother of the bride is to act as the liaison between the bride's family and the grooms which again this is like this is formal to, to a weird degree that, like, my parents and your parents couldn't just talk to each other. They need a liaison, a go-between, because your dad cannot talk to my mom directly. Uh, like, it, that just seems so overly formal as to be kind of stupid. Yeah, it's... And maybe that's just us. I you know. <clears throat> but, yeah, if... if uh, your dad had a question about like, oh, hey, where, where are you going to be standing during this whole thing? I'm pretty sure you could just go up and ask my mom. Um, 
Your mom is also supposed to be shopping support to the bride, which she actually has been. That that's a thing. That is still a thing. Shopping support being you know, support being a hmm. uh, term open to interpretation at times. Sometimes that involves quiet time in the car. There is quiet time in the car, sometimes initiated by me, sometimes initiated by her. But she has helped me find everything that I've been looking for. And, you know, she's been a good... She's gone on some shopping excursions that you may not have wanted to partake in. I don't. Well, again, like I say, I am I can entertain myself and, and uh, don't mind going with you shopping. I wouldn't mind going with your mom shopping. But, like I said, I'm not going with both of you together. That That is a uh, caustic mixture. But she has provided shopping support. It has went... Our shopping trips have all been very successful, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, only minor cuts and bruises, so that's no, good. Not a lot of... No fights. Cops haven't been called once. We have not been fighting about it. Uh, so, uh, this this one was, was a new one on me. Uh, apparently your mom has the first pick of an outfit for the wedding. And, and, uh, yeah, I've seen this actually on a couple of these lists where the mother of the bride picks out her outfit first and then is supposed to inform my mom of what she's wearing so that the two can coordinate. Uh, we have not done that. No. Uh, and I'm not, I don't think anybody, you, me, your mom or my mom really uh, really feel the need to do that well i look at it as my mom and your mom are both grown women and they don't need to feel the need to dress alike for some weird custom so i've pretty much just been like yeah give whatever dress you want well i know your mom picked out her thing and my mom's got her outfit together and i'm sure they'll both look very nice right I I, i don't understand why and and like I say I've seen this on multiple lists of of family roles and responsibilities. I don't know why they need to match. That's that a strange does, one. That doesn't make sense to me. They're not getting married. Um, <clears throat> your mom is supposed to help the bride get ready for the big day. Um, during the uh, ceremony, your mom sits to the left, which. I don't know whether intentionally or unintentionally, but we already had her there anyway. I believe so, so yeah. Uh, good on us. Um, oh, uh, stands in the receiving line. And this is for both uh, both your parents and, and mine. And this is one of those things. Uh, I don't know. We had talked about it. I don't know if it's super outdated. I kind of recall receiving lines at most of the weddings I've been to, but those are weddings where we went to a, you know, a church or a garden or a venue for the uh, ceremony and then picked up and moved somewhere else for the reception. So, like, as you walk into the reception, there's the receiving line and you shake hands with everybody. Um, We didn't even have that because again there's no venue transition for our wedding so i don't even know if like even if we were like oh we gotta have a receiving line i don't know where we where and when we do that i i don't like receiving lines Mm. even if we had separate locations i don't think i would be interested in doing that Mm. i mean i haven't seen it done personally in a wedding in probably about 
15 years. Yeah, see, I've, I've seen it done more recently than that. But. And I know I work with someone whose her family is traditionally, they're very traditional Italians. And I guess the receiving line is important to them. So she said if she gets married, she'll have a receiving line. Mm. So maybe it's a like a custom thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's something I, like I said, I, I think once we had decided to uh, go with just doing the ceremony at the same location as the reception itself with no transition uh, like that didn't even become a thing to consider because again let's say just for a minute we did you like you were very insistent that we do have a receiving line because it's just not a wedding without a receiving line like again I don't know when we do it would it. be very I would have to set it up before the wedding like yeah a cocktail hour because because otherwise we'd seat the guests have the ceremony we'd walk out and then have to insist that everyone got up and walked out with us to then circle back into a receiving line to then just go back to their seats that would be completely insane so yeah i think for for our specific wedding that that just that really wouldn't work or again you'd have to do it before the wedding which you don't want to do like we wouldn't want to do anyway because like we don't want the guests to see you before you walk down the well, aisle. Well, that would be a case where I wouldn't be in the receiving line. Which is be... even which is even weirder. But again, it's I I don't yeah. like them. No, like I say, we're we're good. Uh, so then your mom also has to uh, take part in the parents' dance, and and this is something uh, you know we had kind of looked at and, and gone back and forth on. I we we started off we were gonna do a. Uh, a parents dance where it would have been you and your dad and me and my mom that was the original plan yes. that was the original plan and then you know through talking about it and through looking at, at song selection I know my mom wasn't really like she would have but she wasn't really keen on the idea of, of dancing uh, she's not a big dancer um, and uh, then you know we had talked about well you know you had found a song that was really uh, meaningful, but it, it is clearly a song for a father and a daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Specifically, and it doesn't apply to both. So it's weird for me and my mom to be dancing to that song along with you. So then we're like, okay, well, we need to separate it out into two. But since we're separating out into two and my mom's not you know super excited about dancing anyway well we'll just drop mine off because really and and you know i th i think this is the case is the big thing with the parents dance is the father and daughter like that's the the centerpiece and then whether you do multiple dances or just one uh, everything else is just kind of you know nice on top of it but the real one you know from and maybe this is being you know ultra traditional but like uh, the real one is is the father daughter uh so yeah what we wound up going with now is just it's gonna be you and i come out we do our dance and then your dad comes up and the two of you uh do your dance right and that's it so which he's also not super keen on but i'm not letting him off on that one no. I told him, I told him this weekend, you guys got to start practicing. He seems to, to be under the impression he's just going to sort it out 
Uh, and who who knows? Maybe your dad is a has a secret love of the dance. I'm pretty sure not. But uh, he I'm may blow us all sure away. Sure, his plan is to just punt with it. <laughs> to just, gonna, gotta it's, run it's, with it. It's gonna be the junior high sway. I mean, maybe. Just the the Frankenstein, you know, hand hands extended full out, uh, finger fingertips stretched as far as they can go on the hips, uh, about a foot and a half between between your bodies, and you just rock back and forth. That could very well be it. Um, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna see how that goes. Okay, so aside from a few pleasantries, you know, be a shoulder for the bride to lean on, remind the bride how beautiful she is, which I don't, you know, those are things I think your mom would naturally do. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they have to be formal responsibilities. I think they just wanted to get like two more bullets on this. I was going to say it's kind of like the last two paragraphs are just be a mom. Yeah. I mean, really, if you were like, oh, I need to. You know, I'm so stressed out. I need to lean on your shoulder. I, I don't think your mom would be like, get away from me. I'm well, trying to have fun at this party. No, she wouldn't be like, get away. she would be like physically actually lean on me. Or can we just talk? <laughs> uh, so then father of the bride uh, responsibilities. Obviously, a lot of these are going to match up. Uh, is to help the mother of the bride on, on all the details. Which again, very... Hmm, very old school, like we don't even have to go back to the 1800s, just 1950s, 1980s uh, conception of the mom is going to do all this stuff because it's a wedding and it's fancy and the dad is going to sit at home and smoke a pipe and drink a martini and, you know, occasionally check in on how his wife is spending his Sounds money. lovely, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Very leave it to Beaver. Uh, so, you know, okay. Uh uh, be available to step in and save the day at any time. That's not like, really a formal responsibility. My dad's not Batman. <laughs> He's not going to fight the Joker at our wedding. I mean, let's well, be real. But who is going to fight the Joker at our wedding? I don't know. I would probably just suggest he stay and party. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, so, sorry, Shutterfly. It's, it's kind of a BS list. Uh, you, you wanted more bullets on here. Because, uh, whereas, like I say, that would be, I think, filed under being a dad. Right. Uh, for the ceremony, uh, apparently he should spend some time with you. Perhaps getting to know you for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, apparently you are my daughter. Okay. Your mother tells me you are my daughter. <laughs> We've never been introduced. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I mean, yeah, we're not the Trumps. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, getting to the legit bullets on this list, uh, traditionally, he's going to walk you down the aisle, which he will do at our wedding. Uh, it does say in here that you can actually be walked down the aisle by both your parents. And I've heard this, and I think that this is something that a lot of younger people are picking back up. Because mm -hmm. I think for a while it sort of was just dad. Mm -hmm. And now it seems like it's mom and dad. Because my mom actually asked me if that's what I wanted to do. And I said no. And she was super happy about that. Okay. So she would have done it had I... Like, yeah, yeah I can see how that's nice. And, and again, the, the father walking the daughter down the aisle and then handing her over to the groom is, again, going back to that transactional nature of weddings where he is handing her 
his property over to me, uh, who now, which now becomes my property. Right. Uh, the goat is waiting in the lot, yes. sir. Whereas having them both walk you down the aisle is more. This is know, our child. This is our child. You know, congratulations and good luck. So, like, I know I wouldn't have had. Like, I yeah, I don't think your mom wants to do that so i'm more than happy to not make her do that absolutely but like i wouldn't have had a problem if she wanted to i i get it it's it's cute i mean i like the concept of it and it is cute in certain situations but i know that that's not really my mom's thing yeah and you know me and my dad were pals so (laughs) um well plus it's it, it is a if you've ever been in a a three-legged race it's a lot easier to coordinate movement between two people than right. three absolutely uh, and since your your walk down the aisle is going to be somewhat timed based on music cues probably best to keep it simple i like it and there's already a huge height difference between me and my dad yeah so we don't really need to add and, any... and in a tertiary height difference yeah i could see halfway up the aisle my dad just looking at me and being like you're going too slow man <laughs> hurry up <laughs> come on so yeah during the reception the father of the bride acts as a host which again we've already kind of talked about he does uh he's supposed to make sure the supplies are fully stocked which again sounds like uh we're dealing you know he's hosting a party at Fezziwig's, uh and this is somehow now a charles dickens story Martha, we're out of deviled eggs on the table. Bring more champagne up from the cellar. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he does give a wedding toast. Uh, And I I know you had uh, brought this up because we're we're keeping our toasts fairly small. Uh, It's going to be our, our, uh, your maid of honor and my best man. And that's it. And I think you had it offered to your dad hey dad do you want to give a toast no actually it was the opposite i i allotted and i was pretty kind of strict about the speeches because i'm not really one for wordy speeches chris and nikki get five minutes apiece. and i don't think that either of them are going to take five i mean chris could probably borrow a minute or two from nikki because i know hers is going to be short i actually i i i i would be willing to bet they both keep it to about two two and a half but, like, we'll give them five, but I don't think we're going to need to be super strict on keeping account of that, because I don't think they're going to, neither of them are prone to droning on. I think, honestly, they're going to come in at about four minutes, because they'll do a little introduction, a little speech, and a congratulations, yay. But in any case, um, I didn't even consider my dad giving a speech until kind of later in the game when I was like, oh. That's a thing. Crap. I didn't allot for any time for my dad to give a speech. So I was talking to my mom about it one day, and she was like, yeah, your dad really doesn't want to give a speech, so he told me to write him a speech. And, you know, how long do you want it? And I was like, well, if dad doesn't want to do it, let's just not do it. And Mm. she was like, oh, he's going to be really happy to hear that. (laughs) And I totally picture my mom writing this awesome speech, because, you know, she's pretty good with words and such. And my dad getting up there and looking at it and being like, that's way too long. Congratulations, good job. And just walking off. Mandy is good. And Dave is good. Good job, guys. (laughs) Uh, And I can imagine the look on your mom's face. Yeah, and my mom being like, I spent 
a month writing that. Like a percolating tea kettle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so, you know, that's one of those things. It is traditional and it is nice. But yeah, your dad's not really a speech given kind of guy. My and dad is a man of few words. He he certainly would if we made him. But oh, yeah. I, I, I know you didn't and I certainly didn't feel nece- necessary to force him into it, especially if he doesn't want to. Absolutely. So, like, and... Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, God, Father the Brat didn't give a speech. What what will people say? Well, like, nobody cares. the answer to that is I don't care. <clears throat> Although, I'm not letting Nikki off the hook for a speech. She's stuck. Yeah, no, she's going to have to go. She's stuck. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, father-daughter dance. So then there, the list goes on to then list the collective responsibilities of your parents. Uh, apparently they're supposed to uh, send out engagement announcements to the local newspaper. Oh, like, just what I want. So everyone can know it's my wedding and come and rob my house while I'm gone. Well, Because that's a thing that happens yeah. when you put your wedding in the newspaper. And, and like, you know, again, how many people are reading newspapers anymore? Like, sorry. Uh, th- this, this is pretty old timing. Uh, <laughs> my dad just goes on Facebook. <coughs> they're getting married. Engagement announcement done. Uh, they're 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 the uh, host and hostess of the wedding reception. They oversee the closing of the reception, which I kind of want to hold your dad to uh, because you know for for our reception the way it's structured, everything will be paid for before the thing starts. All we should have to do is get our um, personal stuff out of the reception hall and actually they've even told us they'll they'll lock it up for us and we can come collect it in the morning but like i kind of want to be like you go to your dad and be like yeah you know you're you're supposed to be the last one out according to tradition and then as i walk out as the second to last person out i'm like oh and by the way he'll take care of the checks for everything and just close the door (laughs) My dad would just be calling my mom, hey, are we paying for this thing? <laughs> my mom like, no. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm leaving now. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah. So now we come to my parents' responsibilities, which are significantly shorter. Um, Take home goat. Yes. Because I don't want to carry that <laughs> thing on our honeymoon. Uh, so yeah, the their my parents are supposed to congratulate uh, your parents and invite them over for drinks or dinner to celebrate. Again, this is very. very I'm fun. picturing like a man riding up to a house on horseback with like a sealed letter. <laughs> <laughs> the Yosts and their regards. Uh, they're supposed to. Uh, my mom's supposed to offer to help scout ceremony venues and ideal spots for their wedding reception, which she kind of did a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. She uh, found some places for us to look into. But you know, again, I, this is one where uh, being ignorant and not caring about tradition, we just kind of steamrolled her on. We're yeah, no, like, she did. She did suggest some places to look you know, though. Um. If the wedding ceremony is taking place in your hometown and the bride and groom live elsewhere, which again, really, that I I don't know. I guess it sort of makes sense in that like, so we live somewhere else. Uh, 
you know, let's say our, our hometown is Chicago, but we live in Boston. We get engaged in Boston, and our jobs and our friends are in Boston, but we decide we're going to get married in Chicago. So, to make it more convenient for our friends from high school? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe if you have a large family in certain, eh. and they're all, like, localized to one specific place. Yeah, like, I don't know, you're from Connecticut or something. Yeah. And, like, all your family's there. But so, again, even that presumes that not only are all my family there, all of your family are there, too. Well, honey, back in the day. Yeah, well, no, and, and that's why, like, to me, that, that, that reeks as, as ridiculous uh, in the modern context. Because, yeah, back in the day, if we're getting married, we probably were from the same town. But, you know, you go even further back, it also means we didn't leave that town. Uh, so, yeah, that just seems... Uh, you know, I think I think Shutterfly might have hurt their arm reaching for that one. I don't know. Again, I see it making sense if it's like really old school. Mm. Uh, oh, th- this one might be my favorite. Is uh, uh, this is my mother uh, should plan on arriving fully dressed an hour before the wedding ceremony, which I read that and I'm like, isn't that everybody? Like. Fully, dr- would we be okay with any person attending our wedding just showing up half dressed? No, I believe what that's saying is your mom needs to be there an hour before the wedding, ready to go. Yeah, but the, I don't know why they need to. To it it, it, it reads weird. It does read a little weird, yes. Because I mean, basically, they're saying it's your mom's job to be dressed and at the venue an hour before the wedding. Um, okay. Like, I kind of would have expected that. Yeah. But I guess maybe some people don't know. Mm. Maybe they need to be told, like, hey. I'm going to show <laughs> I'm gonna show up late wearing Crocs. Like, I, I just don't, like, yeah. I couldn't see your mom doing that. I don't even think your mom would own a pair of Crocs. <laughs> well, maybe for gardening. Um, and then, of course, there's a mother-son dance, which, again, we just, like, I, I, it's a cute tradition, and, and I don't. Like, I see how it's nice, but at the same time, just like with your your dad's speech, it I don't want to make you know I don't want to make him give a speech when he's not really big on giving speeches. I don't want to make my mom dance when she's not really big on dancing. Right? Why make them uncomfortable? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a, a joyous celebration, and it's like, hey, let's have our parents do a bunch of stuff they don't want to do. Uh, and then of course the you know, father the groom responsibility is. Is pretty much the same, and then um, uh, we get into the rehearsal dinner, which then, yeah, my parents are supposed to pay for. But again, because we're not putting the financial burden of the wedding on your parents, we're also not putting the rehearsal dinner on right. Mine. We're we're just we're, paying for we're it. just paying for that, and and you know we've we've covered this in past episodes where I, I, I there are definite advantages d- despite the. You know, having to actually pay for it, uh, there are advantages to paying for it uh, that I I wouldn't have given up. Uh, Yeah, you get a lot more freedom with what you want to do. I was reading an article on Martha Stewart's wedding subreddit, I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, But, you know, talking about 
that 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 very issue of like, well, if you're going to put the financial burden entirely on the bride's parents, that's fine. Hey, cool. You don't have to shell out the money, but then like don't be surprised when her parents start wanting things and insisting on having them. Right. Um, and again, if your parents are in a spot to where they can pay for your whole wedding, awesome. Mm. But yeah, they may expect a little more say in it because it's it's kind of their party too. Oh, they're my parents collectively are suppo- apparently supposed to congratulate you uh, with a warm welcoming note. Again, probably delivered on horseback. I was going to say brought by the same man. <laughs> Who brought that invitation to my parents for dinner? Uh, yeah, act as host and hostess for the rehearsal dinner. Uh, uh, help pay for wedding fees. And that, that they're referring to like stuff like the marriage license. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, oh, and apparently the groom's parents are generally responsible for paying for the honeymoon, which I guess, I mean, you know, honestly, like, we never entered into the okay whose parents are paying for what conversation because we just decided we're old enough we're just going to pay for our own wedding right. and everything but i guess i had never considered that before that i uh, i guess in my mind i was always assuming that bride's parents pay for the wedding um i guess the groom's parents get off scot-free and then the bride and groom pay for their own honeymoon uh, it never like dawned on me that like there would be a tradition where somebody else would pay for your honeymoon. Yeah, I never knew that one either. That Which, was new to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, so those are those the the traditional wedding rules. I, I for for at least for our parents. I know you go to extended family. You usually wind up with stuff like uh, the flower girl and the ring bearer. Which I, I once knew a guy who uh, couldn't quite hear the second ER at the end of that. And uh, it was in reference to not a ring bearer, but a different kind of bearer. But thought that there was an actual bear that was going to do this. And uh, I, do, I think that the flower girl and ring bearer are cute. Yeah. I do. And if we were having a different kind of wedding, I know we would definitely be having... See, I don't know. My thing is, yes, they're cute when they, you know, uh, take their cues and hit their marks precisely. The problem is, I don't think I've ever seen them pull that off successfully. And, of course, it's adorable when the flower girl, like, runs out of flowers halfway down the aisle and turns around and and goes uh, to get more. Or when the, the the kid with the little ring on the pillow drops it. Like, it's adorable. Well, that's it, why you don't put the real ring it's, on. It's kids being kids. Right. And that's, uh, you know, if I'm in the audience of that wedding, I'm like, oh, you know, look at them. Uh, if that's my wedding, I'm going to be staring daggers at that kid. Like, just get to here and See, hand me the ring. That wasn't the thing that bothered me. The thing that bothered me was, let's say, okay, Joey would more than likely be a ring bearer. Mm-hmm. It's my cousin's son. And... So if we really want a ring bearer, well, my cousin now has to bring Joey to the wedding. Yeah. Which with our wedding, there's no drop off. Normal weddings, she could have brought him 
for the he, ceremony. He could have done his little thing, and then she could have taken him to wherever he was going to, to spend the, the, the night. The sitter, before. and exactly. Yeah. And with our wedding, that's not the easiest thing to do. No, he he would have to be just he'd just become a guest, or she'd have to have a sitter in the hotel for him. Yeah, which is, and that seems like an undue burden to place upon her. Yeah. So and and again, honestly, it's. Like I say, I, I can see it in some cases, and especially if you have, you know, uh, younger siblings or cousins or nieces, nephews, stuff like that. It's it's something to give them to do, and they, they feel special. But, like, eh, I don't really, like I say, I just don't trust children to, to precisely follow instruction. Uh, and frankly, I don't expect children to pre- precisely follow instruction. They're children. They're going to do stuff and get into hijinks and things like that. That's awesome. They should do that. I don't want to be standing there waiting because the the kid who's supposed to be, because Joey, who's supposed to be a ring bearer, saw something shiny and chased it down the hallway. Uh, like uh, the the old expression, you know, in, in uh, show business, never work with, uh, with uh, animals or children. Well, I was to a wedding where it was, you could hear trains in the background, Mm -hmm. and the one little boy got, like, halfway up the aisle, and he was like, train! (laughs) And again, if I'm sitting in the audience of that, I'm like, that's awesome, kid. He he just got distracted by a train. That's awesome. That's my wedding. Daggers. Get up here. You can look at the trains later. And I don't want to yell at a child during our wedding. Joey would probably yell no, throw the ring, and go find the train. <laughs> Ashley would be like, I have to. I, I, I have I've got to go. go. Yeah, and then we lose a bridesmaid. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, there was the thing that, I honestly, I, I don't think I've ever seen at any of the weddings I'd attended or, or really ever heard of, but apparently it's a thing, because you, know, you were saying that you've seen it before, is the junior bridesmaid and junior groomsman uh where it's again a younger relative cousin niece nephew kind of thing and it's not quite the ring bearer age yeah we're we're moving up to like maybe like anywhere from tween to like late teen yeah i I think it's usually where it falls again like i say i just i'd never heard of that it's cute i i can see the uh you know why you would you might want that but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, once again, I, I I just had never seen one before. I've heard of it. It's not as common. Like, I, I don't see it in every wedding, but I have seen it done before. And I think, actually, the wedding we're going to in a couple weeks. Mm, yeah. Hi, Dan and Shannon. Hey. Yeah, they're, I know they're doing one. I think for, like, for us, even if, even if I had been, like, hip to that idea beforehand, like, uh, at least on, on my side, I don't have any male relatives of the right age for that. Well, and for, I mean, I don't have... I'd have to go deep cuts, like third cousin twice from, or something. Like, I'd have to go deep to find anybody that, that was both, uh, yeah, a, a guy and of that kind of right age. Yeah, even <clears throat> putting gender aside, like I, there's no one in my family yeah, we, that I would now we could, really we, need to do that. We could swap in that, like Joey would be, but again, he's, he's too, too young. young. But like I've got nieces who are 
around they're that about age. the right age uh, they are but yeah so like you know i think even if if we had been planning for that i think we would have run into that problem pretty quick and just kind of said well we just don't have anybody who fits the profile right. nobody fits the bill uh so yeah family responsibilities are we uh, leaving anything out um let me just walk through this real quick Andy's checking her notebook that has doodles of Big Bird, Crazy Eyes, and Angry Eyes on it. These are the notes Mandy likes to take. Lots of arrows. And apparently those mean something. Sometimes I draw spiders, too. I see. Um, I think the only thing we haven't covered is a lot of times it's very common to make your cousins and such ushers. Oh, yeah, and we're not doing that either. And we've completely cut the ushers out as well. Well, and, you know, like I say, it's one of those where, same kind of thing, depending on the type of ceremony you're having and the kind of reception you're having i can see the value of ushers but given that our wedding is about half the size of a normal wedding oh absolutely and that we're not doing that kind of super formal well we already will have labeled seating because people will be sitting at the for the ceremony people will be sitting at the table where their place card is for the reception. And that can be all worked out between you being at cocktail hour. Yeah. And well, and we're going to have a, a chart. Right. We're uh, going to have direction. So, so that people see what table they're at and stuff like that. But like, I could see wanting or needing ushers if you're having a big church ceremony. And, and you know, we're talking about a, a, a church where you've got like three to four pews across. Right. And you need somebody to air traffic control people so that, like, your friend from high school doesn't wind up sitting where your parents are supposed to sit. Absolutely. And then I think at the reception, too, of, you know, this is the seating chart. Here's the tables, you know, helping with direction. And But other than that, like, if we were having a big giant wedding, I do have cousins I could have made ushers easily. Mm-hmm. But being that we're small and one venue, we kind of just t- didn't see the need for them no. in our particular case. And 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 again, like yeah, I've got uh, cousins too who we could have brought in to do that. But I mean, uh, at a certain point, we'd almost have more ushers than people. Right, uh, it's unnecessary. So, in our case, it's unnecessary. But you know, if if you do have one of those larger ceremonies and receptions, yeah, traditionally it's it's your cousins. That you call on to do that. And uh, I don't think, like, usually you give them, like, a boutonniere or something. Yeah, they get uh, To distinguish them as ushers, but that's pretty much it. I believe so, yeah. They just show people to their seats. And then you buy them a little thank you for doing it. So, yeah. Uh, So that's that's our our look at the role of family. Um, Again... You know, it. I think a lot of it depends, as with everything, on you as the bride and groom, and then your families, respectively, and what they what they expect and what they want to do. And a little bit structure too. I mean, obviously, like you'll, depending on your family makeup, maybe you're not close with your dad, so you wouldn't want him to walk you down the aisle. Mm-hmm. So then you start looking at just mom or grandpa or and you tweak these specific things into how they're tailor-made to you yeah and you make it your wedding um so yeah uh thanks for listening everybody uh if you want to uh post comments uh talk about uh 
roles you've uh, your family has played or ways that uh you know your family is going to be engaged with the wedding uh feel free to do so on our facebook group you can search it by uh typing uh, let's plan a wedding into the little facebook search window or you can just click the link in the show notes below uh not a facebook user you can always get us on uh email at let's plan a wedding pod pod at gmail.com uh as always uh thanks to all of you for listening do if you got yourself a few free minutes uh pop onto itunes and throw us a uh, that five star rating and maybe even a review always happy to see what you guys think of us and always thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed us yep and uh we'll uh, see you next week i'm dave and i'm Andy. thanks for listening everyone